Welcome to the Insight Series, a UKH podcast. Today we're talking about the Hospitality Rising campaign. Want to know what they mean by this? It's the best plan we've had for 30 years. And this? It's a real fight. You know, it's a street fight. And this? When are we really going to hit them? And what were they talking about here? Be an accountant in a widget factory. And what does this mean? What else you could do for £10 a head that would be so meaningful? This is a UKH Insight series. Welcome everyone to the UK Hospitality Podcast, bringing together here Kate Nichols, CEO of UK Hospitality and Mark McCulloch on behalf of Hospitality Rising. Maybe Kate, do you want to kick off and give a quick intro and your perspective on this campaign? Yes, well, I think, you know, since we've reopened in the summer last year, it's quite clear that we were right back straight away into a labour shortage, which I don't think anybody in the sector had anticipated hitting so quickly. We knew before COVID that we had shortages. Chef shortages have been with us for a long time. The uh, perception of the industry is a great place to come and work and grow your career is, is a perennial problem that we've tried to address. But I think it took us by surprise that one in five of our employees didn't come back from furlough. And we had an immediate challenge that we were facing into of trying to recruit those lost talent. And contrary to what people were thinking, that's not just foreign workers not coming back or being abroad. That was one in five of our workforce not wanting to remain with with hospitality, not seeing hospitality as a stable career or having found alternative ways of places to work. And so I think it really did bring to the fore the need to come together like never before as an industry to be able to address that challenge. You know, it's critical to our success. It's stopping us from meeting demand. And unless we do something to tackle it now and use COVID as a real reset moment, we'll never get any better. And that's why when Mark and I were sort of first coming together in the summer to talk about it. I think, Mark, you'd had similar views that this was a crisis, this needed addressing, and, and you stepped up to the plate. Um, but, but, you know, it, it's that that big initiative that we are needing, that our industry has needed for so long. Finally seeing it coming together is great. So, you know, we, we're probably on parallel lines. But again, you, you were the galvanising force, Mark, in getting us all to face facts and, and do something different about it. Yeah, I mean, I guess going back, actually, I don't know if you remember this, Kate, but we had lunch at the Savoy for a allergies panel just yes, before COVID hit. And we were actually talking about this very thing. And we were talking about chefs mainly. And I think it was you that actually said something about, wouldn't it be great if we had this kind of army be the best style thing? And, uh, and, and it was, you know, literally the last meeting I had before lockdown, you know, in, in the true sense of the word. So... That's been bubbling away for such a long time. And then the story really goes that, you know, on the 6th of May, someone, you know, really well known in hospitality put out a link to a BBC article saying this crisis is coming. And it was kind of already here, but it was making mass news. And I think that was what sort of sprung me into action. And it was actually the words within his tweet, which was, we need to get to the root cause of this. And then what I thought about that was, well, actually, it's not about short term. It's not about tactics. It's not about, you know, everyone going for themselves. We need to stand united as one big industry to go out to the world and say, please come and join us. And it's a real fight. You know, it's a street fight. Um, 
But I was always thinking about the, the Alex Ferguson thing where he said the reason Man U were so good was that they only ever concentrated on three years' time, not this Saturday's game. And I think that's pretty much the the sentiment of, of what we can do. But I just thought it's a big brand problem. I face, you know, various sizes of brand problems every day of my life. And I thought, well, actually, I, I could apply that thinking. And then there's the other side of things is that, you know, obviously I've been on the inside in hospitality as well. So working with Yosushi and Pret in the main, but then also countless clients since. So I could give it the respect it deserved as well. You know, it wasn't just some marketing guy coming up with weird stuff. You know, it was grounded in knowing what it's like out there. So that was the genesis of it, really. And then we've got a band of merry people together. So, yeah. And we probably ought to say what it is. So it is Hospitality Rising, this phoenix from the ashes. Mm. How do we go about building a stronger, more sustainable industry going forward? And really is, is around... You can do it individually as an employer, mm. but you'll only ever sort yourself out and you'll only ever sort out small short term problems. And I think one of the things you said to me, Mark, is that, you know, a rising tide lifts all boats. Mm. If we come together and talk about how we can get more people coming into the industry and then the employers can work on how to keep them how to promote them, how to develop them, how to build their talent pipeline. But we need more people coming in. Yeah, Is it's, a, yeah it's, a, it's basically, you know, in basic market in terms, it's a top of funnel problem. So, you know, everyone talks about funnels. So it's going from awareness to consideration to conversion to, you know, hopefully people coming back to you, you know, if you were a shop or whatever. So it's the same thing. All we are tasked with, and you've been very good keeping me right on this, just we can't solve everything. You know, we can't solve the entire employee issues from hire to retire. But what we can do is change one in five people's consideration to two in five to then get it to three in five for people who want to work in hospitality. And that's through messaging and advertising. But on the inside, we need to fix the product too. We know that all operators aren't perfect, you know, but we're going to shine a big, massive light on the ones that are in the hope that the other people will come to the table as well. And so hospitality rising then is is sort of, really a campaign and the focus that we're asking people for money for their commitment for their engagement is to go out and buy that national advertising space that social media space mm. to be able to communicate the benefits of, of coming and working in hospitality to those people who've never even heard of hospitality and don't understand what it means yeah um, I, yeah there's a big job with the word hospitality as well <laughs> like it's so misunderstood but we'll try our best with that but yeah exactly right so the money goes towards the creative being made, you know, because you obviously need to make the ads and stuff. And then the the media planning in terms of buying it. And I'll be able to share soon the complete transparency of the media plans for people to look at to see where the money will be spent at 1 million, 3 million and 5 million if we ever got there. But you can see how it all plugs together because there's been a lot of questions around that. Yeah, and we've got £350,000 worth of free creative input and support mm. from best minds in the, the marketing and advertising business to be able to do that ambition of an our equivalent of Army Be The Best campaign to, to celebrate and promote the, the ethos of working in hospitality, the team building, the camaraderie, the community mm. and the fun. You know, I always say you could you could be an accountant in a widget factory, but you can have more fun being an accountant in hospitality as, as well as being frontline. You're going to have more fun 
serving behind the local coffee shop or the the bar or the restaurant and a chance of more meaningful progression and responsibility and pay that goes alongside it if you're working in one of our businesses than if you're working in Amazon or you're working in a retail environment. Yeah, definitely. And for some reason, in some of the advertising routes that we've got, we're really sticking it to call centres. So I don't know. That seems to be the that seems to be the common enemy. But you're right. I mean, we were so lucky. We've got Matt Waxman, who is the army's lead brand strategist, or he was, you know, and he did the most successful campaign over the last ten years. So it's him that's actually doing the insight. And then the insight is, as you say, you can say whatever you like about hospitality, but it's not boring. So the whole thing is going to be predicated on us going out and saying exactly what you've said we're going to displace people from other you know sorry retail sorry amazon sorry gig economy we're going to be nicking your people to come and work with us because it's the more fun option and we'll be able to go out and show that and also you know when i've been in and done a few careers talks and just gone and met some of the new core cohorts who are coming through in hotels you know some of the the concierge the front desk the the sort of porter jobs that people have been doing at hotels it's a brilliant tv program that was was looking at the the corinthia and there was a 16 year old kid there who was so excited about the fact that he was going and doing concierge duties driving in a bentley to harrods to go and pick up a suit for a client there was another young girl that i was talking to who'd started as a receptionist in one of the hotels and was really excited about the fact that her uniform was a designer dress you know these are some of the kind of fun aspirational things that we can start talking about yeah I mean I think that's almost the problem is that there's so much to talk about so everyone I speak to or you know people that are going to invest in in the in the campaign they're they're full of ideas and it's like we need to talk about careers we need to talk it makes you a better person we need to talk about this we need to talk about and it's like we do but we're just going to need to start somewhere and then hope that this then goes on for years that then we can have a chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, you know, all within the book of, you know, come and work in hospitality, you know. So anybody who looks at hospitality rising and then sees this isn't quite what they had in mind, Mm. it's a bite-sized chunk, it's getting more people in the funnel and then we can build on it from there. So this is the start, it's not the the end of it. Oh, for sure. And I think also it's worthwhile saying you will see some of the ad creative in, in the mood movies and you might say, oh, that doesn't chime with me. It doesn't show my industry enough. It doesn't show, it doesn't speak to my brand, you know. But the big thing we're trying to do here is resonate with the target that we're going after. And that's what we must remember, you know, because marketing, <laughs> great marketing is all about turning the telescope the other way. And it doesn't resonate with them. It doesn't really matter about us. However, that said, I do take the point that we need to give all of hospitality a fair representation through the whole thing. And and we'll definitely do that. But yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing. It's just, can we all get together or we're going to be in a worse situation in a year's time? Yeah, but rising tide lifts all boats. If you get people in as chefs in one area, they're going to move across to another. If you get more people in, just physically more bodies, Mm. we're going to have more flexibility in the labour market to, to attract and recruit the best. Um, And I think it's probably worthwhile saying as well that, you know, sitting behind that, we have got the other initiatives. So Hospitality Rising is is trying to get to the top of the funnel, people who've never thought of hospitality before. And then you've got Career Scope, you've got the Jobs Portal, you've got the Apprenticeships Supported Pathways Through, you've got Only a Pavement Away, you've got all of these other brilliant initiatives that will help to funnel people in if they have thought about hospitality. And then we will work 
UK hospitality is already doing a lot of work through the Hospitality Sector Council, the Hospitality and Training Skills Board to tackle those bigger challenges that we've got about career progression, training, continuous professional development, uh, employability, what does good look like, and ESG. So there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, isn't there, David, that you're leading on to try and make sure that we can, can have that good when people are attracted in. We've got everything that backs it up that says why it's a career of choice. Absolutely. And the, the Hospitality and Tourism Skills Board is playing a really critical role in bringing forward these initiatives. And it's really important, actually, they've given their full backing to the Hospitality Rising campaign, which is an absolutely huge endorsement and really shows that cross-party, cross-hospitality interest in taking this forward. But yeah, you're, you're right. We're looking at we're looking at every cohort. Hospitality Rising is, is looking at, at that biggest target market into the, the industry. But we are we are making sure we work with government partners, wider stakeholders in, in terms of bringing as many people into the industry as possible. Yeah, but the key message centrally for all of this is there's a small number of initiatives that could really make a huge difference if we get everybody behind them. Um, the career scope is one, the, the hospitality rising is the other one, and then we can put right the, the sort of vocational training and the curriculum and all of those other things in due course and make sure you've got our house in order. So what do you want people to do, Mark, in terms of the next steps? You've got a very clear countdown. You've got, are we at 80 days now? 69 days now. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. 69 days to <laughs> what? Well, so uh, to a million. So we went out at first to go for 5 million. And to be honest, I still think that's what it needs. However, we can do something meaningful and memorable around a million. We'll be able to do something good. Below that, it starts to get just quite not big enough. But just to give you an idea, like, you know, the government's campaign lately for COVID, for example, it was like £96 million. So it shows you, you don't get loads and loads for your money, but it's very, very expensive. So to get that cut through, and I always felt like hospitality, we do tend to nickel and dime things a lot. And it was just, and that's because the margins and all these other things. But it was like, can we do this properly for what, you know, for once, can we just go big? And I was really inspired by the Let's Do London campaign that I know you were involved with, Kate. So I think it's a, a cousin of that, really, that we're really yeah. trying to get out there. Yeah, so it, it does seem to me to have that same analogy across that if you're going to do a campaign for a tourist destination, you want everybody paying in to one central pot. We then go out and buy masses of media mm. that otherwise we're diluting our efforts. If we all do our own advertising, our own recruitment advertising uh, at a small scale level, we're never going to have that maximum bang for bucks. It's about coming together yeah. and having that bang for buck. So for businesses who want to get involved, to anybody in the industry who, who comes and complains and says they've got labour shortages, they can't attract people, mm. this is what they should be putting their money into, right? Yeah, and if it doesn't work, I don't want to ever hear anyone say that again because it's about like you've had your chance. So I think um, I think it's the best plan we've had for 30 years. So many people come and say that. In terms of what we need people to do, so we've priced it fairly, we hope, which is £10 plus VAT for every employee you have. So basically, a couple of years, depending where you are in the country, or one hour extra for that member of staff. And, and that's it. And that'll help fund us for a year. It will fund the campaign, not us. You know, we're not taking anything out of it. But that, that's the big thing. And in terms of money raised so far, we're at 425,000. Got a couple of big conversations coming up that will hopefully take us to near 600. So we're definitely on the right track. But I think there'll be a tipping point. I think it's quite interesting. Everyone's looking at each other going, are, are you in? Are you in? You know, 
and it's like we just need one of you to be in and then it'll start to give confidence that everyone will jump in but um yeah, I could, I could write a book on the responses of why they're in or why they're not. You know? The 69 days is basically if we get the money to be able to launch that campaign. So it's a year long campaign, mm -hmm. but critically, we're going to then be in market at the time all of these young people finish their education and are thinking about what next. So we're yeah. hitting them at exactly the right time for them to make their decision to come into hospitality. And the campaign then runs for a full year and we can build on it after that. So we've got a year to put right our recruitment crisis that we know we've got. And it's time to put money where mouths are. Yeah, I mean, it would be really helpful. I mean, in terms of the timing, it's really interesting. I've found out I'm an old guy lately. So there's a Gen Z agency that we're working with and they were actually giving us great advice on when the Gen Z people's attention will be around. So, um, and it's worth saying as well, we are targeting under 30s. And then I know there's a few screams out there of, what about the 55-year-olds and all that? And it's like, we'll get there. At the moment, yeah. the biggest population that is flippable, that's in entry-level jobs akin to what we're doing or we want, is that sort of 16 to 24 up to 30. So yeah. that's what we're going after. And again, the less money we have, the less we can do with it as well. So that's the first cab off the rank, is, is that lot. Okay, and when are Gen Zs going to be most in, interested in getting this information? When, when, when are we really going to hit them? Yeah, so at the moment, I'm waiting on a paper coming back to tell me in detail about it. It was funny, though, because my marketing logic would be, don't do it in the holidays, don't do it in these channels at this time, and it was almost the complete opposite. They were like, if they're on holiday in Dubai or whatever, and they'll be on their phone on a sunbed. So it's the exact time you should be doing it and things like this. So it's almost like counterintuitive yeah. to what we would know. So Although I'm glad they flagged as it. As a mom of two Gen Z daughters, mm. I struggle to find a time they're not on their phone. Yeah, so. that's true. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's, there's an always on thing. Yeah. And then also it's thinking about channels as well. And we've, we've got like the best TikTok agency in London, if not the world, working with us on it as well, which is really exciting, you know, so that we're yeah. going to hit a lot of people. And also, I think it's probably fair to say, if you're looking at over 50s, primarily they're working through DWP, they're working through job centres. David and the team at UKH have done a fantastic job. We are the only sector of the economy that the work coaches in Job Centre Plus are prioritising and selling to people. So the over 50s are covered. They're covered through the analogue channels that you oh, would not expect them to use. So we can afford to focus our attention on the Gen Zs and the volume of entry level uh, through hospitality rising. And if we are to get that regeneration, we need the young blood coming into the industry. We need that to attract those people and get their, their attention. Yeah, and it's really exciting. I mean, May the 12th is the last day that we are fundraising. I'm going to be in New York, so either way, I'm getting very merry <laughs> if it is on or off. Um, but, you know, the work will start immediately. It's just like the next day it will be, right, let's go. And we've got that army of creatives just sitting there waiting to waiting to do it. Um, it's just about whether it's on or not. Simple message to anybody who's listening from, from a UK hospitality side is that if they want the biggest, the best, with the, the best creative input in the world to turn their attention and get a campaign that goes out nationally the next year to solve our recruitment crisis. £10 per worker is what they need to do to be able to get us to be able to deliver that. 
Yeah, and, and I think, you know, a couple of things I've been talking about is there's the definition of insanity, which is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. This situation isn't going away. It isn't going to magically get better. And also, please tell me, and I'd love, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd bite your hand off, what else you could do for £10 a head that would be so meaningful? That's the kicker. But yeah, if, if there's a better thought, let's do that, you know, but I think yeah. this is the best thought we've all got. If you think about it, you're getting two for the price of one. You're tackling your recruitment issue because mm. you're prioritising workers, but you're also getting national advertising that reminds people about what a great place hospitality is to go out and eat and drink. Yeah. And at a time when consumers might be feeling the pinch, reminding them of what a fun place it is to socialise as well as work is no bad thing. So yeah. where do people go if they want more info? If they go to the website, hospitalityrising.org, hospitalityrising.org is the best thing to do, or email hello at hospitalityrising.org um, and it'll be me <laughs> that you'll get. Brilliant. And David, any final thoughts on, on sort of other information we've got at UK Hospitality that might help? Just to say that this is obviously a conversation that's been going on for 15, 20 years, if not longer. And this is the most meaningful intervention I've seen. And I think it's probably a once in a, in a generation opportunity here. So yeah, we're, we're just fully committed to, to tackle this problem. We, we've seen those vacancy numbers and, and they're scary. And also just to say thank you to you both as well for and the team for all your support. We, we absolutely couldn't have done it without you guys at all. So very grateful for that. Brilliant. And finally, any of our HR directors who are listening, we got more information and insight that comes through and we'll be continuing to liaise closely with Mark and the Hospitality Rising team through our HR directors forum. So anybody wants to get in touch with me or David to find out more, how they can support, all go straight through to Mark at hospitalityrising.org. Thank you both. That was fascinating. And hopefully we will be able to get this off the ground and we will see hospitality rising to be bigger, better and stronger than ever before, but only if we all come together. Thank you. Thanks. For any follow-up questions or if you want to know how you can participate in a future UKH Insight series podcast, email us at membership at ukhospitality.org.uk. Thank you for listening.